Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Today's Wednesday, August the 10th, and we thank you for listening to AFR. In studio with me today is Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. Um, well, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Abraham Hamilton III will be with us. Uh, he's uh, a constitutional attorney, a, and he's a uh, host of the Hamilton Corner each afternoon. Many of you listening uh, to us here know Abe from his program each afternoon on AFR. Well, he'll be with us at the bottom of the hour, and we're going to ask him about, Ed, now you, Ed you and I want to know, Fred does too, but we want to know the, uh, the actual uh, legal and constitutional questions regarding the uh, way that the FBI went into the home of former President Trump. Yeah, I mean, there's just questions that, you know, you need to ask an, an attorney, somebody with some constitutional, real constitutional knowledge from a legal perspective. I, I want to know, uh, since Trump's lawyers were not even allowed to be in the House while this uh, warrant was being served, I want to know if you're allowed to just go fishing. I mean, uh, I know you have to have a warrant to look for particular items we're hearing that the FBI agents went through Melania Trump's wardrobe. I mean, are you allowed just to go and look for whatever you may find? Or I thought that a warrant had to have specific items that they were supposed to. So those kinds of questions. We'll, we'll uh, pick Abe's brain and uh, find out some of those. We'll be talking about some of these issues before he gets on, but he'll have a, yeah. a legal perspective that we'll need. Is it the Fourth Amendment? Fourth Amendment to the prohibits the, the government from unreasonable searches and seizures. And in this case, the uh, federal government had the authorization of the Attorney General of the United States, Mary Garland, and a um, warrant permission from a federal judge. We're going to talk about this particular federal judge in just a minute. So it was done in that manner. Right. which is the legal manner. However, the actual search I read went from 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. or something like that, you know, uh, East Coast time. Yeah. And you're just wondering that. And, and, and a lot of times questions don't mean there aren't reasonable answers right. to, to, to the questions, but the, it does when, when uh, the Attorney General has yet to speak to the American people about what's going on here, which Republicans in particular, and some Democrats are calling on him to do, um, then it does, the longer that goes on, the more questions arise, like nine hours to get 15 boxes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it is a big house, but uh, anyway. Fred, open us up here. Well, uh, before we get to the latest on the raid earlier this week at the uh, Trump residence there in Florida, uh, Donald Trump is making news on another front this morning. He pled the fifth this morning uh, when he went to the New York Attorney General's office in New York City 
Her name is Letitia James. Now, they're ongoing. This has been going on for months as a civil investigation by the state of New York. So the state of New York believes that Donald Trump and his organization, his real estate organization, have undervalued their assets. All right. So they've been going back and forth. I think uh, Trump's two sons have been deposed already. But this morning, uh, the former president arrives at the AG's office there in New York City, uh, spends about an hour upstairs. When he comes down, he releases a statement. Uh, He said, I pled the fifth on this. And he says, I once asked if you're innocent, why do you plead the fifth? He says, now I know the answer to that question. When your family, your company, and all the people in your orbit have become the targets of an unfounded, politically motivated witch hunt supported by lawyers, prosecutors, and the fake news media, you have no choice. He says, my great company and myself are being attacked from all sides. And uh, he basically said, uh, starting to refer to the country as a banana republic. Uh, So that's what happened this morning. He pled the fifth on that uh, in this case. All right, we've covered the Fourth Amendment. Now we cover the Fifth <laughs> Amendment. Yes. The fifth Amendment means uh, you can refuse to answer questions if you want to at the risk of self-incriminating. True? Yeah, you're not supposed to be allowed to be. The government cannot force you to testify against yourself. Right. And uh, that's what, what the, Our founding fathers were geniuses. They absolutely. Huh? They were to come up with all these. Yep. Yes. They, they studied um, in fashioning our constitutional republic. And then as the individual states began to talk about whether they were going to sign on to this, the states said, they look, we're going to create a centralized federal government that has more authority than under the Articles of Confederation, which came before our constitutional republic. They said, we want some guarantees that this federal government will not grow too powerful. And the first 10 amendments, the Bill of Rights, are a protection for the states against a federal government that might grow too powerful. And this is one of the concerns they had, was that the federal government would do unreasonable searches and seizures like the British government did. Uh, under in colonial America, and so on and so forth. So those four, those ten con- uh, amendments of the Constitution, uh, our our listeners need to remember this if they ever learned it in public school. Okay, that those first that the Bill of Rights, those first ten amendments, were protections for the states against the federal government. Okay, and so uh, fourth and fifth amendment fall into that orbit. Okay, Fred, why did they go into President Trump's residence, the FBI that is, and raid uh, his home and take take materials and boxes and stuff? All right. The upfront reason being given at this point is that the National Archives people believe that President Trump, when he left the White House, took a bunch of classified documents with him. This has been going on. Apparently, uh, the former president gave up 15 boxes worth of stuff back in, fe- in February. So it's been ongoing. So uh, the president was surprised. We have to point out once again, this is the first time a former president's house has been raided looking for material. This has never happened before. 
it is pointed out in the New York Post piece, and it's really important that we underline this. Former presidents had, had classified material. Richard Nixon did not release his library, did not release the final batch of his secret tapes until 2013, 39 years after Nixon was driven from office. 39 years. Uh, and and I, I won't go through this whole article, but Barack Obama, White House lawyers repeatedly invoked the Presidential Records Act to delay the release of thousands of pages of records from President Bill Clinton's White House. And then more than five years after Obama's presidency ended, the National Archives webpage reveals that zero pages have been digitized and disclosed. According to this story, Barack Obama took 30 million pages of his administration records to Chicago. 30 million? 30 million pages of his administration's records. Well, that's why the environment's dying. Think of all those trees <laughs> yes. we're missing he said of he Obama's 30 million pieces of paper. Go he ahead. He said he was going to digitize all of these documents. According to this story, to this date, the archives have not received one page of those 30 million back. So that is why people are saying, what is going on here? Could this be a politicized event that he has, Trump has political enemies in the Justice Department, and this raid is nothing but politically motivated? To go to your original question, a lot of people think this is not tied to the National Archives thing at all. What it's tied to is that you have a Justice Department working with the White House on January 6th material. That's really what they're looking for. Okay. Uh, uh, leading Republicans, uh, Mitch McConnell today, Lindsey Graham, and others, even former governor of New York, Mario Cuomo, uh, David Axelrod, who is a Democrat strategist, uh, I don't know that he necessarily called for the an explanation immediately, but he implied it. Uh, that is, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, who authorized this, needs to hold a press conference. And he needs to, now if he only wants to make a statement, uh, that's his prerogative and not answer questions from the media. However, he needs to explain what's going on here <clears throat> to the American people because this is extremely serious, a situation. And um, as, long, as long as he lets it go on uh, without any kind of uh, response, any kind of uh, statement, I'm not, I'm not, he needs to do it before microphones. Mm-hmm. And before cameras. And uh, quite frankly, he needs to answer a few questions. And if he can't answer them, he needs to say, I can't answer that right now. It's an ongoing investigation. But to, uh, do, you, do you guys agree with that? Absolutely. And, and here's why. This is, what, 90 days before the election, the midterms? This is already a uh, Justice Department that has lost a lot of credibility with at least half the people in this country. All right, so we all we all know we're polarized. It's a it's a fifty fifty country in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, Biden and Trump in twenty twenty very close election. I'm not getting into the uh, the you know whether it was legitimate or not. Uh, twenty sixteen Trump versus Clinton very close election. So you've got a polarized country. 
we have all uh, have all seen from the conservative side of the political spectrum what the uh, intelligence community, what the media, what the Justice Department under Barack Obama did to President Trump. We saw Crossfire Hurricane, the investigation into uh, supposed Russian intervention in our election, the Mueller investigation. We've all lived spying on the Trump campaign, spying on the Trump campaign, lying on the FISA requests before the FISA court. We've all looked at we have all seen all that. We cannot have there are a lot of people uh, on the left who said the 2016 election was illegitimate. Hillary Clinton said that President Trump, a lot of his supporters believe the 2020 election was uh, not properly executed, however you want to put it, that they cheated, whatever was illegitimate. We cannot afford to go into the 2022 midterm election and think that that the government is mishandling, you know, the Justice Department is mishandling this investigation for political purposes. I mean, we have got to have some explanation of why this is being done, and then it needs to be handled properly because a lot of people are going to say, the 2022 election is illegitimate. If the Democrats avoid a red wave when everyone's been saying that's what's coming and they suddenly win and maintain the House, for example. Well, just a common man, drive a common van, John Connolly, country singer, 1980s. Uh, but it just I'm just thinking to myself, which I'm not, which I'm sharing with you guys now, so I'm thinking beyond myself. Right. And that is this. Um, President Trump has these boxes of information, materials, papers in his home in Mar-a-Lago. Now, the National Archives already came and picked up uh, a bunch. Fif- Fifteen boxes. Fifteen other boxes. and Took them, I dare, uh, you know. Months, months ago, right? February. Took, a, took, February. Them, took them wherever they take them do whatever they do with them, mm-hmm. never to be read by another human being in the history of the world <laughs> again. Huh? What they're, are they going to go, they're going to put them on microfish now? Is that what they're going to do it? Anyway. They'll digitize them. Okay. I they're going to digitize them. Uh, all right. So you got all these other boxes that were, that remain. That's what uh, allegedly the FBI went in and took. Mm-hmm. All right. Assuming they didn't get any of Melania's coats and right. <laughs> perfumes or anything like that. So that's what they went in to get. That's what they executed to this raid for our own, was it Monday? Monday. Okay. My, my thing is, President Trump is not, why in the world would President Trump keep some kind of damning and incriminating evidence in the spare bedroom, right. huh? Down by the pool, right? For for till when they can have a bonfire in November? I mean, you, you see what I'm saying yeah. here? Uh, I, I, what I'm saying is, if you had something that was as horrible as something that would cause the FBI to go in and retrieve or seize in your home for nine hours. You would think you would have already de- destroyed that, right? If 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 there was intent 
to hide, cover something, cover something up. Something yeah. up. The other thing is, uh, now maybe there is something. Okay, I'm not saying this. I'm not suggesting this is true, and I don't believe it's true. But the only legitimate to me uh, way that legitimate that this would be something that would be necessary is if President Trump is going to be accused of doing something treasonous, something we're not even thinking about right now or nobody even knows about. Because if it has to do with January 6th, for example, um, first of all, this this January 6th committee is, is eternal, right? I mean, they're going to go on for, I don't know how they're going to go on. They've been going on now for six, eight months now. How long they've been going on? So, so yeah, what, they, they've long, exhausted, but... uh, uh, over and over and over, uh, the January 6th situation with regard to president Trump, except that they would say he personally directed the breaking into the Capitol building. He orchestrated that. Mm-hmm. that. That's that's about the only thing I can come up with that they would say, well, we're going we're gonna to find uh, in those boxes that President Trump called uh, the Proud Boys, I'm just right. making up stuff, and said, y'all need to round up your groups and be planned to go in and take over the Capitol on January right. 6th. Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, because other than that, what, what happened on January 6th was terrible. Uh, January, you know, when the people went into the Capitol building and uh, was it terrible in the sense that uh, I don't, you know, the rally was fine at the Capitol and at the White House. But when they when they broke in to the Capitol, you know, that was a terrible day for our country. But we all we all know what happened there. You got some people who were emotional and got carried away. And uh, a lot of people went into the Capitol who didn't know necessarily they were doing anything wrong. I'm, 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 I'm digressing just a little bit here, but I'm making a bigger point. Nobody carried guns. Nobody started torching the Capitol. Nobody started killing Capitol police officers and storming into the, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, there was no, there was no violence committed. You had some people taking statues and selfies and going yeah. into Nancy Pelosi's office. And had it been a true insurrection, which is it, what they call or a coup, it right. had been a true one planned orchestrated and not people getting carried away in the heat of the moment. Like we know that's what happened. Why why, which is this investigation, this January 6th committee probably could have been done in about a week. Right. <laughs> All right. Then, 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 and President Trump was found to be behind this coup and 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 armed insurrection. Uh, then, yeah, you would probably find him in handcuffs. But it, it, so, so I'm not sure. I can't come to any kind of a, a, a an understanding of what is so serious as to require the FBI to go in nine hours in somebody's personal home, their residence. And and then tell the Trump attorneys who are there on premises, you got to stay out in the in the, you got to stay outside. You can't even watch what we're doing in here. That's right. That just what? Okay, what if somebody's in there planting evidence? Yeah, right. Uh, a plant plant. You know what I'm? I mean, that sounds like a movie, but look, look what they did to Trump. Right. Uh, with uh, spying on his campaign and the and the FISA court lying to get the. Uh, 
and the steel dossier and look, all look this. at all that you can't look at all that and go don't tell me they won't um especially right before buy. an election that the democrats are expected to lose big in in huge fashion at yeah. least in the house you sit there and you go this is not exactly an october october surprise but this is suspicious although i will say with you if there's something legitimate this is one of the things i want to ask Abe, is are you supposed to have on a warrant, a search warrant, the specific things you're looking for? And if that's true, how did the Justice Department know that those th items were in Trump's possession? I, wa yeah. I want to know. I, wa I, I want to be able to connect the there, dots. There, there, that's why the Attorney General of the United States needs to come out today. Mm -hmm. and hold a press conference because right. he needs to answer some of these questions. And as I said, if he says, I can't answer that, then say, I can't answer that. Right. There are oftentimes legitimate legal reasons why people can't, especially prosecutors, can't get into um, things that are yet to be, right. uh, you know, but go this through is, the legal to process. To me, this is early enough so that the Biden Justice Department, now this is a little bit of a conspiracy here, okay? I'm going to say that up front. This is early enough in August for this to happen so that just before the election, they can arrest Trump and charge him with X, Y, or Z so that they can get even with him, prevent him from running in 2024, and turn the tide on the midterm election. One other thing then, Fred, we'll let you speak in about 30 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay, listen. Exhibit number eleven here of our conversation last few moments on the on the political persecution of Donald Trump was the Mueller investigation, which which was public. Two years. That's right. This this uh, former FBI uh, head Robert Mueller. Two years. He had an unlimited amount of money. Yes. And he stocked his team with Clinton supporting lawyers. This was all documented. Right. 20 or 25 of them. They went after anything. They uncovered, uh, turned over every rock President Trump has ever thought about throwing mm -hmm. into the pond. Okay. A and all they could come up with is some tax issues with Manafort and Roger Stone? Yep. That that was you 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 to you, you and and Mueller's in front of the committee going, I got nothing. You know what I, you know what I'm saying? And it cut Trump off at the knees politically in many ways. Two years of that. Adam Schiff is that his name? Yep. Yes says, I got evidence that Trump colluded with Russia, and then he never shows it. Right. What did he say, a smoking gun or something? He kept saying yeah. that forever yeah. and ever. So I'm just saying, all that as the backdrop to what happened Monday, there's no wonder half the country goes, they're just, this is a witch hunt. Right. Yes. This is a fishing exhibition. So if it's not that... Then, then the Attorney General of the United States needs to come out and man up, can you, or whatever pronoun he wants to use, <laughs> okay, and 
tell the American public what in the world is going on here. Right. Because this is unprecedented. Yes. And we already don't trust you, Merrick Garland, or the Justice Department. I'm talking about half the country. All right, we'll be back with Abraham Hamilton III and our guest, Fred Jackson. Uh, We'll be allowed to speak uh, in the next half hour. We'll return momentarily with more of today's issues. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. One of the first stops we make when we get to Jerusalem to begin our Holy Land trip, we go to the Mount of Olives, which overlooks the old city of Jerusalem. You've read about the Mount of Olives in the Bible. You've read about the city of Jerusalem in the Bible. Those are real places that we're going to visit in March of 2023. We've already registered about 50 people. We hope to take about 100 people on this very special trip to Israel. For all the information, go to twholyland.com. The dates are there. The costs are there. The itinerary is there. Everything you need to know, twholyland.com, twholyland.com. No COVID shots required. No COVID testing required. It's all back to normal. A passport and a suitcase, and you can join us. Go to TWHolyLand.com for all the information. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary sponsored by Liberty University. Uh, My goal as a teacher is is to impart knowledge and then be able for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach... I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. When Johnny Bell was hired by the U.S. Postal Service, he was offered a salary of a buck 81 cents an hour. That was more than 70 years ago when a postage stamp cost about three cents. Mr. Bell is still on the job, delivering the mail in Oklahoma City, and at the age of 93, he now holds the distinction of being America's longest-serving and oldest mailman. The great-grandfather says he likes working eight hours a day, keeps his mind operating. Mr. Bell told Channel 9 News that all these years later, he still has the same job and the same wife. His co-workers threw a party to honor his big anniversary. After a slice of cake, he went right back to work. Neither rain, nor snow, nor heat, nor gloom of night will keep Mr. Bell from his appointed rounds, and neither will old age. Be sure to get a copy of my book, Culture Jihad. It's available at your favorite bookstore and toddsterns.com. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Matthew 19, verse 14. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Hey, if you want to watch us on the Internet, uh, you can go to uh, our streaming service, our, where we have a live video streaming now of uh, Today's Issues and other shows. How do they do that, Ed? They go to streaming.afa.net, and they can – and right when you go to streaming.afa.net, now you will have to uh, – Sign up by creating a username, a password, and uh, with your email address. But right at the top of the page will be uh, today's issues live. You just click on that, and you can uh, you can watch this that's a, show. That's a and, one. That's a one-time two-minute registration. Right, and then you can watch the rest of our, our our talk shows. I think I think Sandy doesn't have a video uh, stream. No, but I think everybody else does. I think everybody else uh, does. Yeah. So. So check that out. YouTube and Facebook still carry us as of today. Uh, they carry us, uh, if that's the right terminology. Straight, they'll, they'll, they'll carry our live stream. Today's Issues, they carry the yes. live stream on YouTube and Facebook. Just type in Today's Issues, uh, and you can uh, check it out there. Abraham Hamilton III, Abe, joins us uh, as he does most Wednesday mornings. Good morning, brother. Good morning. Fred. Fire away with your commentary and or questions for Abe. What we have been told, Abe, is that the raid on the former president's residence was driven by the National Archives people because they, they, they want to find out if he's got more classified information. But we were talking just before we came back on the air. President Trump's people have been talking to the Archives people for months, more than a year. Yes. And there's been great cooperation. There were 15 boxes of stuff given by Trump to the National Archives people back in February of this year. So why? That's what's puzzling. Yeah, and it actually was January. He gave it to the David Ferrero and the National Archives and Records Administration in January of 2022. The This... I, I don't want to be hyperbolic in any fashion, but I, I, I truly, for the sake of our republic, hope I'm not right in what I'm about to say, uh, but I don't think that I'm wrong about it. All of 2021, after former President Trump left the White House, his team had been in conversations with the National, Rec National Archives and Records Administration. Those conversations culminated in January of this year in former President Trump voluntarily giving the National Archives and Records Administration, NARA is the acronym that they use, 15 boxes worth of stuff. All right. The only reason why they got to look through stuff is because President Trump gave it to them voluntarily. After going through the records, they say, oh, some of this stuff seems like it may be classified information. So the Justice Department was contacted then. In all of my years of prosecuting criminals, the only time you execute raids via search warrants is when you think evidence is at risk of being destroyed and there is what's called in legal terminology an exigent circumstance that requires it. The proper channels of this scenario, especially when you have a person with whom you've been conversing with for over a year, who's voluntarily surrendered what you already have, is to simply pick up the phone and say, hey, we think there might be some more stuff. Can we come back? That's the first step. The next step 
is if you find anything resistant there, is to get a subpoena. Now, one of the major factors that indicates exigency wasn't an issue here, President Trump was in New Jersey when the search warrant was executed. So why are you doing this? Unfortunately, uh, looking, looking at what has transpired to date, I mean, without conveying to the American people a more solid basis for doing so, if you are the head of the Department of Justice, with all of the scandals which that have plagued— Which is the Attorney General. Which is Attorney General Merrick Garland, <clears throat> which all of the scandals that have plagued the FBI, you at a minimum owe it to the American people, with whom you hope to maintain trust in your agency, to articulate what's going on. This—, this the phenomenon of former presidents having materials that the National Archives are interested in is as common as breathing. In 2014, former President Barack Obama signed an amendment to the, to the Presidential Records Act that allowed for the collection of digital data, which he and she shall never be president and his administration's cabinet immediately began violating. Because the violation of that statute is, oh, I don't know, using a private email server to conduct official business. <laughs> right. David Ferreira articulated that Mr. Obama, she should never be president, Attorney General Lynch, the list goes on and on and on. We're all in violations of the same law. Did you ever see anybody execute a search warrant and a raid on their homes? No. In fact, I saw Attorney General Lynch <laughs> meet on the tarmac in a private conversation in an airplane with President Clinton while his wife is being investigated. Yeah. Do I remember that right? You remember right. that exactly. Okay. Right. Palm Springs. Okay. So she could have been tipping him off. They had a private conversation. She was his former boss. Yeah. They just uh, talked about their kids playing sports. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They are just talking about yoga lessons. Yeah. Let me ask you this before we continue on to the why of this. I have questions about the logistics of how these kinds of things have, are carried out. So President Trump's attorneys were not allowed to be there on the premises while the search, while while this warrant is being executed. So, Excuse me. They were on the premises. They weren't allowed in the house. They weren't allowed okay, in the house. Okay, all right. Good, good, good uh, clarification. So, first of all, a warrant has to have listed what they are looking for because they wound up in uh, looking in the first lady's wardrobe. And so I don't know whether they're fishing at that point. And then is it uh, common for in this case, Trump's attorneys to not be allowed in the residence while the search is being conducted. It, it, it's not common, especially considering that you're not dealing with an adversarial object. When you have history of, and this is not my opinion, I have the letter that David Ferrero wrote and submitted to Representative Carolyn Maloney February 18th, 2022, when he articulates in writing that they got everything they got from President Trump voluntarily. So when you have a person who has... Who has cooperated throughout their entire conversation? There is no justifiable reason to treat them as an adversary if you have established an, a, an amicable relationship for the information you're trying to collect. I mean, this this is this is this is far beyond the pale for everyday American citizens, let alone a former president of the United States. I mean, this is executing a search warrant is routine for law enforcement. And the search warrant has to articulate. That's why I am desperately eager to find the application for the search warrant because you have to articulate within the application exactly what you're looking for, where you expect it to be, and the judge signs parameters. If you're looking for something in the closet, you can't go in the backyard is basically what I'm saying. Right. So I, would, I am very interested in seeing that application and what was articulated they were looking for and where you were looking for it. 
And so you can't just have, let me just ask as a follow-up, you can't just have a warrant that says you can search the whole the whole home, pres the pre former president's residence, you can look anywhere you want. Not with a search warrant grant. The search warrant has to be specific. But how would you know, Abe? How would a judge know it's in the uh, room out by the pool? And I mean, the judge has to rely on, this brings us back to the FISA court, the judge has to rely on the sworn affiant, who in the application for the search warrant, who under penalty of perjury says, based on this evidence, this is the probable cause that we have to show that we believe this evidence is in this location. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, um, as we said in the first half hour, my wife said on Monday night when we learned about this, she said, they, they better find a dead body. Uh, it better be as serious as that. Of course, I think that's that, that was the point she was making. Uh, but... If this is, if they've raided a president's home, a former president's private residence over some National Archives argument, and especially in light of what Abe just shared, that is, that, <laughs> this attorney general needs to be impeached uh, because that is an abuse of power. He's pouring gasoline on on the political fires that are going on in our country right now uh it, it's well i will say this uh merrick uh, donald trump sh should call merrick garland and thank him for the fundraising <laughs> for his i'm i'm saying that in jest but i mean this has gotten uh people really really <clears throat> who were kind of on the fence about president trump they see what's happened here Yep. They see the deep state in yep. operation. Again, uh, one thing I should say, and I, there's a 5% chance that this is true. I don't know where I pulled that number from. <laughs> it's just, but there, that this is about something. None of us have any idea what it's about. That's you, my, that, my next question, Abe, then. Uh, some are speculating this is really about January 6th and uh, that they were looking for something that might prove their point that President Trump orchestrated, promoted the riot. No, yes, the riot into the Capitol. Yes. He, 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 he worked behind the scenes <laughs> to say, get the Proud Boys ready. <laughs> they need to go inside the Capitol and, 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 and wreak havoc. And shut it down. Other it, than it, that, we've already established through this January 6th eternal committee. <laughs> this is how ridiculous that assertion is. And again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope okay. they're really looking for something legitimate. They've had the 15 boxes since January that they already had. David Ferrero includes that there were things that President Trump's staff pulled trash out, things that were trash, and they reconstructed to right. submit to the National Archives and Records Administration. They didn't have to do that. This, this, this again. Not my opinion. This is right. in the letter that Ferrero sent in February. And Ferrero is who again? He's the archivist at the National. And he's uh, saying Trump. He's saying Trump's folks cooperated with us the whole time. Yeah. So what? What do you think this is about? Uh, we, I, we're ninety days out, as Senator Lindsey Graham said. We're ninety days out from a midterm election where most uh, experts believe. The Democrats are going to lose the House. This is suspicious. The timing is very suspicious. What do you think this is about? I and I, I don't think this is a good play on their hand, but I really think Mark Elias, former 
lawyer for she shall never be president, he couldn't wait to tweet after the raid happened where he tried to point the nation's attention to Title 18, U.S. Code 2071, that okay. basically says if a president or if anybody is convicted of destroying, misappropriating right. National Records Administration, they could be disqualified from holding office. But even that is is not a slam dunk because that application to a president would add an additional qualification for the presidency that's not in the Constitution. So at best, that would be subject to litigation. But what Elias is celebrating over is that the prospect that he could be forced to litigate that while simultaneously trying to run for president in 2024 I don't think it's a good play, but I really do think that's what many of them are hoping to do. They're deathly afraid of President Trump running in 2024, which I think is a wrong political calculus, but that's what I really think that they're up to. We're talking to Abraham Hamilton III uh, on today's issues. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano and Fred Jackson. Another, and this has been mentioned before, but, you, you know, you, you have this uh, list of, of, of things that have happened to President Trump that hasn't happened to others, which shows total unequal treatment under the law, namely Hillary Clinton. That, and I mentioned the Mueller investigation. I mean, it's just, you don't even have to, you know, you don't even have to, there's no curtain to pull here to find out what the mystery is. James Comey, we all remember this. Did a press conference. He was the FBI director. All right. He said to the public that he's being asked about Hillary Clinton using a. She, she Hillary Clinton used a private internet server with her emails. It's not about oh her emails. Laugh laugh laugh. Who cares about you know Chelsea's wedding? Or anything like that. No. It's much more sinister and deviant, devious and, and illegal <laughs> than that. She wanted, she intentionally had a server put in her basement at her home so that she could avoid oversight by, by the Congress in particular and by other, maybe in, another government agency like the and FBI. this law, this, this exact law, she's attempting yes. to skirt. No, she did that on purpose. Intentionally. It was designed so that she, she then had thousands of emails that she was able, or her team was able to go through and have wiped out. Yeah, they destroyed okay. hard drives. When the FBI went to talk to her about it, and that's all it was, they sent over this. I think I got my facts straight. Remember this? Strzok. Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok, who was a fanboy mm -hmm. of Hillary Clinton and hated President Trump. That was established. He, They did not even put her under oath. No, right. they did not. They didn't even put her under oath in questioning her about this whole situation. And when James Comey, the acting FBI director, is asked about it, all he says was, well, we determined that she really didn't mean any harm by this. Hmm. She didn't mean, I've got, I'm, ver, I'm not verbatim. She, this was not. Um, she didn't intend. She didn't intend mm -hmm. to break the law. 
basically, I don't know if he put those words together <laughs> like that, but that's what he said. And and on uh, people, you know, like me, were going. Since when is uh, somebody about uh, let off by the FBI because uh, they they didn't? In, you've 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 acted like their grandfather. Or some well, you grandkid didn't really mean to right uh, throw the ball through the wind of pain. Right. I mean, that's not the job of the FBI is to de, is to decide whether she feels bad about it or not, and that's letting letting her off the hook. You see what I'm saying? So you put everything that we've talked about in the backdrop here. And then you have this going on. Why didn't they raid Hillary Clinton's home? And I would add. The, to get the server. Why didn't they do that? And the same archivist was over the records administration. Why, why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do that? Because she's a Democrat. And Trump's a Republican. Yeah. But what other conclusion can you come to here in yeah. all this? Uh, again, unless there's something. That we don't know That about. we don't know that is, is a, akin to a dead body. Where they where they have something on President Trump telling Kim Jong Un, you know, um, fire a nuclear weapon in Hawaii so we so I can win the election. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. know. It's kind of uh, kind of crazy. So, but Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, yeah, he needs to come out today. Uh, 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 this is going to fester and for, get worse for, for the sake of the integrity of his yes department for the sake of the country. For the country, he needs to come and articulate. You don't have to give out the details of your investigation. You can simply say that, ba you, you, you know, we've done this plenty of times. You can simply say, based on reasonable evidence, we believe that there, there may be evidence of this particular crime. Yes, that it has may to be a crime, right? It has to be. A crime has transpired, which we are pursuing an investigation. Because pursuant to our Constitution, every all parties are innocent until yeah. proven guilty. Considering the high-profile nature of this particular investigation, it's important yeah. for our entire nation to understand what is transpiring and why we've gone about it in this fashion. And if if, if it's a trivial, quote, crime, like uh, he, he, he needs to turn these boxes back over to the National uh, Archives, if that's what the FBI went in, guns ablaze, well, they weren't ablazing, but guns. We all saw the pictures. You had the FBI in front of mar Largo. With heavy, with uh, what do you call those uh, guns? Those, those. I mean, just uh, the. Uh, I mean, it was a very intimidating. Huh? Where they they have uh, AR fifteen. Anyway, it was it was it was it's a very intimidating looking weaponry that they had there, and I'm sure that's protocol. That's normal. The procedure, you know, when you when you're going in, but they had uh, boats out from Mar-a-Lago, FBI idea. They had helicopters circling. That's I mean, a big, it's a big, it's a big show. It's a big show of force to to give validation that what they're doing is really serious. Can I can can I just ask you a question, Abe? Yeah. It, let, let's say the 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 kind of circumstances you pointed out, this federal law that they might be trying to use to prevent to try to convict President Trump of violating this law and thus uh, preventing him from running for reelection. What happens? Is that not a constitutional crisis? What if it what is. if Trump says, uh, I, I, first of all, it's it's trumped up charges. Forgive the pun. Uh, I am running mm -hmm. and you're not going to stop me. And I'm appealing this conviction or whatever they're going to try to do. I'm appealing it to the federal. And this winds up to at the Supreme Court. Yeah, because you're going to have states saying, no, he was convicted of this. He can't put his name on the ballot. 
Yeah. What happens? But he hadn't been convicted. Yeah. Yet. No, I'm convicted. saying or even that's, charged. But yeah. that's what you you're saying. They yes. They that, wanted. That's what, according to what Mark Elias is tweeting and others are, are are saying, it seems that that's what they're hoping for at best, and it does create a constitutional crisis. And I I think their ultimate hope is not anything criminal, is to create such a political quagmire that it either disincentivizes them from running or prevents people from voting for them. But I think the opposite is going to happen. Even there are some people who just hate President Trump. There's nothing that's going to ever move them from that. But then there's some people who didn't vote for him, but they're stepping back and saying, wait a minute, dude has been under investigation for six years. Mm-hmm. Six yeah. years. Yeah. And everything they investigate seems to come out to be a hoax. <clears throat> and now you do this. And I, and I think it's 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 one of the major reasons I want to see the application for the search warrant is because I want to know if the uh, affiant included in it that President Trump has been cooperating with the National Records Administration for a year. Because if you don't include that fact in that application, you are misleading the judge who signs the warrant. And you make the warrant potentially challengeable to be tossed out of court because you've given false pretenses even to the court. By the way, the federal judge who granted this uh, yeah. uh, uh, search warrant. <coughs> Epstein, I'm sorry. I uh, gave uh, $2,000 to President Obama's campaign. Mm-hmm. $1,000 to his campaign, $1,000 to his victory. And was, if I'm not mistaken, Fred, you mentioned something this morning. Yeah. I'll let you, at, we'll let you talk. Yeah, yeah at, at, at one point, he represented <laughs> uh, some of the colleagues of Mr. Epstein. Yes. The, after, after, after he was prosecuting after Mr. He, Epstein. Yeah, yeah, imagine this. His name, by the way, is Bruce Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. That's the judge? That's yes. the judge. Federal judge. Signed the, He's signed a federal warrant, magistrate judge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just because, just just because I'm gonna play Ed's part as the liberal here, just because a judge gives uh, as a private citizen or as an attorney in the past gives money to a political campaign doesn't mean he can't uh, be a good judge because that probably happens all the time all over the country. However, it doesn't look in in light of everything we talked about. It it, uh, pardon my English. It don't look good. For a federal for for this judge to be Obama supporter, and him be the one saying go into Trump's home and and uh, I I just can't the FBI they said wouldn't allow and again I don't know all the protocols or the rules uh, of how this works, but to say to Trump's lawyers who are on campus or on premises at his private residence Mar-a-Lago. Uh, you can't not observe us searching the home, and they're there for what was reported nine hours. Nine hours. What if they planted information? Yeah. What if they planted evidence? Yeah. I'm not. I listen. I th- I think most of the people in the FBI, most of the agents, are probably squared away, honest people. All right. But I think we've we've all seen the way the Justice Department and the intelligence agencies for this country. They spied on the president, all those kinds of things, all right? I don't think it's beyond the pale for one of them or some of them. What if they did? And the, and the lawyers were not allowed to observe it. So they're going to say, well, we, we weren't allowed to observe what they were doing, so we don't know what, they're cap- what, what that, happened. That line of questioning is going to percolate in the, in the minds of many Americans. I don't know if you guys have even discussed this on, on TI uh, yet, but Senator Chuck Grassley came out recently. Right. <laughs> with a press release revealing that senior FBI officials have turned whistleblowers because the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware was investigating Hunter Biden and his 
stinky laptop, which the FBI had in its possession for over a year. Mm-hmm. The whistleblowers from the FBI coming out and saying that the home office in D.C. opened a sham investigation from D.C. to undermine the Delaware investigation for the express purposes of invalidating evidence that had already been validated or would easily readily validate it for use in the investigation. So when you have these things happening over and over, the FISA court abuse, the FISA court scandal, Mueller, don't forget Mueller. The, the Mueller investigation, don't forget the FBI rating Cheryl Atkinson, the reporter's home, the journalist from CBS. When you have these things happen in sequential order over and over it's and over again. It's all one-sided. And it's all in one direction. It, it, it leaves... I, that's it's, where you get the expression deep state from. That's but, where you get it from. Yeah. It's all in one direction. And and uh, uh, I tell you what, again, say what Abe said, we all echo this. Uh, the country needs to hear from attorney. He doesn't need to hide under his desk. I mean, attorney, this, Governor DeSantis said it. These are the kind of things that create banana republics. This is These yes. are the steps that are happen that mm. causes people to lose complete trust in their institutions. Because you know what happens, Abe? Then what happens in these banana republics, okay? We're talking about Latin America with uh, one side taking over and then the other side taking over. What is our country going to become like if the Republicans start doing the same thing to Democrats that Democrats are doing to Trump and to Republicans? And you have this back and forth. That's how people lose faith in the Constitution and the institutions, and that's how revolutions occur. That's why... This better be big, big, big. That is. Uh, it has to be for the sake of the country because if it's not. If it's an argument over classified information for the National Archives and you've raided a former president's personal residence with the FBI for nine hours and uh, all that we've talked about that's gone on in the past. And he's considered the chief political opponent for the current administration. For the current administration, administration. that authorizes the raid. Yes. yes. Are you listening, John Grisham? Yeah. Got a novel right there. Right. Yeah. All right. We'll be back momentarily. Thank you, Abe. Thank you, gentlemen. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.